before you once again, Lord God, to hear another word, another word, God, that has been carefully prepared, your written word, and now comes the spoken word. And Father, we just ask you, Lord, to bless us in the hearing of this word. Let us be able to use it immediately, this day and the days coming, and this week, we ask you, Father God, just to let us reiterate this message in our spirit throughout the week to come. And God, we're asking you, God, to bless this morning also, uh, Deacon and Sister Axon over in Lakeland, as they begin a new ministry that they have launched. We're asking you, Father God, just to bless them abundantly, God. Lord, look on Amber and her baby girl this morning. Whatever has to be done, God, you do it in your own time and let the healing process begin, Lord God, and be complete. Let there be no traumatic after effects, Lord God, after, afterwards. Let it be, Lord God, them being blessed and at peace when it's all said and done. And it's all in the mighty matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. I won't be before you long. Amen. Let's go ahead and turn to the scriptures. Amen. That was written for us. Uh, Revelations 3, 1 through 8. We'll be looking at it from the King James, New King James Version this morning. Amen. When you have it, signify with the words of amen. amen. Now, most of the time you don't hear uh, many people or preachers come from the book of Revelations. Amen. I don't claim to be any scholar or any uh, high authority in uh, the reading or preaching from the book of Revelations. Amen. But in the first chapter, it tells me, and then we'll go into our text this morning, blessed is he that readeth, Revelation 1 and 3. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Amen. So today, if you were afraid of reading from the book of Revelations, let it be no more a traumatic experience for you. I remember coming up as a little boy they used to tell us a uh, man is either knowing what he's doing or he's crazy to preach and teach from the book of Revelation. But you just have to read it and understand, amen, what it is saying to us, amen. Any of the word of God is uh, a blessing, amen. You, you will receive a blessing by any of the word of God. None of God's word, amen, should be frightening to us or or cause us to be shaken so much that we don't read it. Uh, that's why a lot of people don't read the word as they should. Because they might see something in there that might show them up. Amen. <laughs> so feel free. Amen. And be blessed as you read. Amen. The words of the book of Revelations. Amen. Revelation 3, 1 through 8. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, 
These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they walk, they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches and to the angel of the church of Philadelphia. Write, these things says he who is holy, he, is, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts no one opens. I know your works, See, I have set before thee an open door, and no man and no one can shut it, for you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. This morning, if I would use for a thought, I would leave with you, there is a door that no man can shut. There is a door that no man can shut. Now we have read verses 1 through 8. I don't want to key in on that 8th verse. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and has not denied my name. Amen. This morning we are dealing with two separate churches. First the church in Sardis. And then the church in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the one we will be focusing on this morning. Amen. Because it lines up with this church. Good hope. Amen the faithful church. Amen. Today's message is a TBM. In other words, it's a throwback message. <laughs> From 1993, it was my trial sermon. Amen. Out in Bradley uh, at the firstborn church. Amen. Now this one has been revised refined and rewritten for your edification. Amen. A message fit for 2015, a message designed to help. 
somebody. I will cause you to look on the things from a totally, it will cause you to look on things from a totally different perspective after today and moving forward. As I mulled over what to say, I couldn't help but think about all the things that God has done for me. In just a little while, you will also see what he can do for all of us. Amen. In the year 2015, which is now swiftly moving past us, now is the time for us all to experience doors opening rather than doors closing. If God says in his word that we can have, he means it and that settles it. Amen. What shall we say then if God be for us then who can be against us? Amen. Romans 8 and 31. Now that we are in the year 2015, what are we going to expect from God to do for us? Are we expecting doors to be continually shut or doors open? Nowadays, it is easy for us to become impatient and not wait until a door opens uh, for us to enter in and especially enter in the door that God has for us. Amen. As we know out there in the world today, there are many doors that are present, but we have to know which one it is that we're going to enter in. Amen. All doors may look the same, may have, the same style or not. But the key is, is to look for the door that is open for you. Now, when God does not act on our selfish impulse of impatience, it simply means that we do, that we need to wait until our change comes. Each and every moment of our lives that we are awake, and even when we are sleeping, God gives us keys to the kingdom of blessings. That we will not have room to receive. Even the largest room cannot contain all of what God has for us. When he opens up the floodgates of heaven's bank account, you can always count on him to come through for you. Look up and see God rain down on us. Word on the street today is that somebody has moved by that was moved by that door that what someone tried to shut. They were shaken by what they heard somebody say, or was moved by the news that we received, good or bad. Still, there wasn't a door that no man could shut. Somebody was moved by what they read on their Facebook page or wall and by what they read in the newspaper or even on the Internet. Somebody was moved by a bad report, and the list goes on. In the book of Psalms, he commanded the skies from above. He set open doors of the heavens, Psalms 78 and 23. What we want to do 
is catch the door before it closes, which means getting in before you miss out on the very thing that God has intended for you. There's a door that no man can shut simply in the spiritual realm. It's something that God is trying to get into our hands. The blessing that you have been missing out on for a long time. Sad to say we've been standing and gazing far too long, waiting for something to happen when we have not taken time to pray for God to send it on down. In the spiritual realm, a door can symbolize a number of things, and it depends on what kind of door we want to open for us. Notice, if you will, I said door. It only takes God one door to be open for us to enter in and lay hold on our blessings. Again, Jesus, uh, John was telling the church in Revelation 3 and, 8, 3 and 8, he said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Meaning, he has a door set, and it's already open. All we have to do is go to the right door, the right time, knock on the door, and there it is. It opens for us. If he has set, if it is set, he's letting us know that no man can shut it, nor can any man enter in before us and open it. So my beloved brothers and sisters, we can look towards heaven with a great big smile and say with a loud voice, Hallelujah, glory to God in the highest. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Revelation 3 and 20. God is telling us, look, I'm standing at the door of your heart. All I want to do is come in, and he says, all I may want to come in and do is take residence in your heart. All I have to do, all I want to do is love you. All I want to do is embrace you. All I want to do is lead and guide you to the blessing I have stored up for you while you're here on planet Earth. Today, God is speaking in volumes. He's saying, listen. To my small, still voice. Open your door and let me come in. And then watch me open not one door, but many doors. And you will have to, all you have to do is walk right in and get your blessing. He invites us today to come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. And find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4 and 16. I want two people to come forward right quickly. Let me explain to you this two doors that I want you to get this morning. Two people, deacon. Come on, deacons. Y'all up front. Amen.
Amen. The one heart that God wants to reach first is the door of your heart. Amen. Thank God for the illustration. Thank God for the demonstrators. Amen. And he says here, the reason why we are missing out on so much more, so much is because we are too busy looking at the forest and we can't see the trees. The forest meaning he has opened doors for us to have so much more. Amen. How many of you want so much more today? Amen. It's no harm in wanting so much more because you can take that so much more and give to somebody else that needs a little bit more. Amen. A door plainly signifies entrance and communication with heaven where the Lord is. If there has ever been a time, now is the time for the people of God to come and see some doors opening. Doors opening, doors closing. Sometimes it seems like we are going on a roller coaster ride or some kind of merry-go-round. God's doors do not have you spinning out of control, but his doors will open just when you need them. Be encouraged and rest assured that there's a door that no man can shut. Back to the scriptures once again. He says, no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. All he is requiring us to do is just have a little bit of strength. Which translates, you do not have to be a muscle man or a muscle woman. Just have strength. Just like having faith that the size of a mustard seed, a little bit goes a long way. After, I, after this I looked and behold, John is saying, after this I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Revelations 4 and 1. God's ultimate goal for you is that you meet his expectations and that you are served your expected end. Now we throw back or go back to Genesis 39. In the book of Genesis, we find one of God's finest vessels of honor by the name of Joseph who was sold into slavery. And then later favored in Pharaoh's world, taken in by Potiphar. As it turned out, Potiphar became very fond of him and made him his personal aid. The blessings of God were all over Joseph, so much so that Potiphar's wife wanted a piece of the action. She became infatuated with Joseph and, would not and he would not defile himself with his master's wife. She pestered him day after day, trying to get him to fall for her, but he didn't. So she caught him and tore his robe by peace and then lied and said he had raped her. He was thrown into jail and became friends with the head jailer. Then the jailer gave him free reign, and God was with him. God opened a door that no man can shut. Joseph was a living testimony 
a living witness that God was open, the door was open all the while he was going through. Trust me, God does not take you through hell and high water without bringing you finally to the threshold of your blessing. Amen. He will not take you through something and then bring you out on the other end and you're not getting anything. You got to come out with something. Amen. So keep that in mind. Somewhere around 1991, I was two-faced with a dilemma. I was injured while doing some training, and I thought that the injury had healed completely. I went off to the non-commissioned officer's academy in Virginia. Up to the third week remaining, I was dismissed from the course. And I was injured once again. Long story short, I had to go back, all the way back to Germany. When I got back to the unit, the commander said, Sergeant Joe, you're back early. What happened? I said, sir, I re-injured myself from a previous injury, and I thought it had healed. I was told by the sergeant major of the battalion that he could not help me, and he could not help me. He said, Joe, my hands are tied. <laughs> so I reported back to the first sergeant, and he gave me some guidance on what to do. Being that I was barred from reenlistment my from my final years of service, so I had to open a congressional inquiry for help. I wrote a letter to then Congressman Bob Graham. Three weeks or so later, I received a letter from Congressman Bob Graham's military liaison stating that my commanders would assist me with the problem that I had encountered. You see, God will put people in places at the right time to see you through what you're going through and think nothing of it. And then you come out on the opposite end being blessed. Finally, the congressional was complete. I was afforded the opportunity to reenlist for my final years to retirement and return back to the academy in Virginia to complete the course. To stay, today I stand as a living testimony that there's a door that no man can shut. Amen, amen. You can give God some praise. Amen. In closing, never give the fight because God has your back. And guess what? He has never lost a fight. 